0: And I am now recording.
1: Wonderful. I am too scared to start a new recording, so I'm just going to go from where I started (laughs) recording just now.
0: Yeah, your uh, recording setup has seen some shit recently.
1: It has. And so, okay, so, uh, uh, hi, everyone. Uh, Podcast starting. uh, Tyler here. Uh, We missed a few weeks. For good reasons. We knew we were going to miss a couple weeks uh just because we had stuff going on jimmy has a new job congratulations jimmy yay clap 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 clap. uh i was looking at new places to live uh that sort of thing so 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 life found a way to stop the podcast but then oh then we had a, a great sit down and we and we recorded uh for season two episode nine the esp duelist part one and it went well. We're going to recap it later. The recording was great. Unfortunately, the recording was shit. Uh, specifically, my half of the recording. For some mysterious reason, my computer, in its benevolent wisdom, decided to just randomly skip a few seconds every, like, three to five seconds. There was no blank space, no no warning tone, just there wasn't audio there. And it jumped to the next piece of audio. <laughs> Uh, I have a couple of theories. Maybe I accidentally set my zoom to the wrong, uh, 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 rate. Maybe it was on 48 Hertz or something. I don't know. Um, my suspicion though is Jimmy, you'll remember this when we first started recording, my computer was acting very slow and I was like, this is strange. I don't know the fastest computer, but this is sort of oddly slow. And so I was trying things. I was like, okay, do I need to defrag? Do I need to restart? Do I need to do whatever? Until finally, just kind of on a whim, I right clicked on the recycle bin and I hit empty recycling bin. And then it said, emptying 21 gigs of files. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what files they were. I don't know how long they had been there for. And then it just starts going, right? It starts doing this process. And about, what would you say, five minutes in, It was a while. It was longer than I was comfortable with. Uh, A little message comes up and says, File could not be found. And I go, What do you mean it can't be found? It's in the recycle bin. (laughs) What file? <laughs> which which file didn't say anything. It just said like file could not be found, right?
0: Which and, of these 21 gigabytes of files could not be found?
1: Right. And so I'm like, uh, okay, and it gives me some options. It gives me like uh, uh, skip or put back or something. And I was like, well, just I, I don't know, just skip it then I guess. And so I hit skip and then it goes file could not be found. Skip or continue. And I'm like, skip. And then I noticed there's a little option that says uh, apply to, to all files, or all files of this type, right? And so I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, just any file that can't be found for whatever mysterious reason, sure, go ahead and skip it. And so then it does that and then it finishes the process pretty quickly after that, like 30 seconds, and then my recycle bin is empty. And I have 21 more gigs, and my computer starts running normally. So <laughs> I don't know where those files went. I don't know where they were. I don't know if that's part of the 21 gigs of files or just like adjacent to it. I'm convinced that I have Shadow Realm files somewhere now. I, I have I have cursed something. You know how it's the lost episode now, Lauren says, and that's yeah, true. It is it's the a mythical lost episode. Lost
0: episode. Um, you know how like. Half the universe is like dark matter and scientists can't find where it is. Well, apparently it was stored in your recycling bin this whole time.
1: Oh, fuck. I just deleted it. Oh, no. <laughs> you just deleted
0: half the in- the entire universe.
1: Oh, that's going to go badly, I think. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that was right before we started recording. So I have a feeling that had an issue or, or, or caused an issue rather.
0: Yeah, maybe Um, the process of going through 21 gigs of files and deleting them bit by bit made it hard for your your tiny laptop to do other things. I,
1: it's, it's still, I, I, yes, probably right. Yeah, it's genuinely a mystery to me. I'm really sorry, everybody. I I feel like I really bungled that and just didn't notice until after the recording was done. It was a good
0: episode, too.
1: It was a good episode. If I, if I find somehow, some way to get, like... To recover some of that audio, or to at least go through and edit through like some snippets, there are some funny bits in there that I'd like to save. Um, but maybe I'll I'll release that as a bonus down the road.
0: Well, I sent my half to you. Maybe you could just play my half, and then you just react to whatever I'm saying. Like, haha, yeah, great point there, Jimmy.
1: That is actually not a bad idea. <laughs> just do. We're just going do an to asynchronous over-
0: podcast this sucker. <laughs>
1: Just completely overdub my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I could do that. Sure.
0: Insert your own witticisms here.
1: So, Jimmy, let's stop this call, and uh, I'll get back to you in two and a half hours. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. No, not seriously. We're not going to do that. Uh we're going to go ahead and make things and,
0: so much easier on me.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next episode. Uh but we'll we'll do the intro in earnest and then we'll recap the last episode as quickly as humanly possible. Um all right. R- it's time for cook a cook cook c- crackers. Hello everyone. Welcome to reactivated my I don't know. What? Uh <laughs> I was trying to make a cracker podcast joke. It's time for I can't even do the intro now. I completely fucked it up i'm so sorry let me start tyler
0: over. you activated something and guess what it is that's right it's our podcast
1: <laughs> i activated my two remaining brain cells <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum, yum,
2: yum, yum, yum.
1: It's time to p- 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 podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 10, The ESP Duelist, Part 2, or 2, as you English-speaking folk might say. Tyler, uh, you live in the UK. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. <laughs> uh, You're not even French. I was about to I'm say I'm French. European, but that won't be true for much longer. <laughs> um yeah hi everybody uh welcome back thank you for dealing with us through the long break we are finally returned from that mysterious lost episode uh pepper is is blepping away over here i'm sure that's coming through the mic um uh jimmy yo we both got haircuts no oh did you not get a haircut it just looks nice today
0: oh i (laughs) woke up and combed it out of my face
1: i woke up like I was, this
0: i was going to get a haircut today funny you should mention it because oh. it's so dang long
1: no you've got like a uh, you've got like a uh like a boy band thing you've got like a harry styles thing going on
0: where well my harry style is getting in my face so
1: there we go <laughs> nice uh how how was your uh we'll call it a vacation how was your vacation from uh doing for the a, past doing the show, month from doing the podcast
0: Uh, it was busy. I went out of town for a bit. Uh, I got a new job. I'm now a technical director at NBC. Um, yeah, it was, uh, busy, but things are starting to settle down a little bit, so we can actually sit down and podcast again.
1: Nice. I'm so sorry. Pepper and Lauren are sitting directly to my right, making so much noise. (laughs) And I keep, like, I keep, like, batting them away. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. We buried the lead there though, because and I'm sure it's because we talked about this so much in the Mysterious Lost episode. But you have a new job where you are working for the man, basically. You're in you're in big television. Do you want to talk about the That's show that right. you're working on?
0: I am now owned by uh, Cable Town, a subsidiary of Shineheart Wig Company, <laughs> uh, owner of NBC. Um Yeah, I am do, uh... do you
1: actually work for Jack Donaghy? <laughs> No.
0: I work That's for, a like, a thousand people below Jack Donaghy.
1: Oh, okay. All like right. Like,
0: in the hierarchy.
1: But so what's the—so you're, you're a technical director for a show. What's the show?
0: The show is called Outdoor GPS. It is a show that is local to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's about hunting and fishing in the area, so we'll have, like—it's um, very viewer-heavy. We have people calling into the show. It goes out on the radio as well. Um, so if you want tips on where the chinook are biting uh where to drop drop anchor uh what kind of caliber caliber rifle you want to get to take down an elk uh tune in to NBC sports Northwest and Damn, all right that will be me pressing the buttons between all the cameras
1: <laughs> on the ones and twos uh so so it's like so, so it's like car talk but for Fish,
0: but for fish and other animals that you want to eat.
1: Does anybody ever call in and they're trying to describe like the sound that an animal makes and then the host has to figure out what animal it is?
0: <laughs> Not yet, but I, I'm i dearly so looking forward to that now. I tell
1: you, that was my favorite part of Car Talk where they they call in and they're like, Hey, I have a, uh, a 95 Toyota uh, Acura. Is that a Toyota? I don't know. Uh, and they're like, Uh huh, uh huh, cool, great car. Uh, and then the, the, the listener goes and it's making this sound (laughs) and they're like, oh yeah, that's the, uh, the left carburetor crank. You're going to want to get that flange removed.
0: Nothing like that yet, but we did have some duck calls on the last show. So I guess that's the, 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 the equivalent. Yeah. You've been
1: busy too. I have been you? busy. Yeah, uh, we're, we're getting ready to move. Uh, still still <laughs> locking down a place. It's a bank holiday uh, in the UK today, which is terrifying for me because I want them to call me back. Uh, we've applied for a place. Fingers are crossed. Uh, uh, we'll see. We're moving from uh, the north of England down to Cambridge uh, and and its surrounding environs. Living Cambridge. in Cambridge proper is not a great idea, it turns out why just it's just expensive oh, <laughs> and nobody likes dogs s- apparently
0: say something like oh yeah cambridge is actually full of crime or
1: something oh no 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 no! yeah it's a shithole no uh no it, cambridge is, is is perfectly lovely i went there for the first time uh, myself this last weekend um it's just you know we're we have a dog we're, we're two people who are not like university students uh and uh, even though one of us is technically a university student um lauren says hi uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really nice. We're just going to be trying to live in one of the little villages surrounding it. Um, Make it sound yeah. so quaint. It is kind of quaint. It's really fun. They, they have a, um, they have a thing there are called the busway, uh, which I am completely enamored with. Jimmy, you would love this. I'll send it's you a picture. It's my way or the busway. Right, right, right. So picture, uh, train tracks basically, but they're exclusively for buses so it's like delightful. a it's like a bus exclusive highway. Uh that but just has paved, like right? yeah, it's paved, but it just goes through these like grasslands and farmlands and and uh they go at like forty miles an hour or something. Uh here, I'm gonna text you a, a picture that I took. Well I know Portland all...
0: has many similar things, just not for that length.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like this would like be this would be going from oh, I'm trying to think of the distance Italy... I went.
0: It literally is train tracks.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah.
0: grooves in the ground, but for actual bus tires to go into,
1: which right. is weird to look at. And they're usually along like biking paths and stuff, so you'll cross a bunch yes. of people uh, on I their adore bikes. This. Yeah, it's really really fun, and you go a long ways. Like I was on the bus for an hour, um, and it was just one bus just cruising along the countryside.
0: Does the bus driver have to like steer? I imagine yeah. it. Yeah, would, yeah, like, yeah. I think absolutely I think so. Wreck their wheels, if you like, steered just slightly wrong and popped out of these grooves.
1: I mean I would imagine you just get the muscle memory down to a point where you don't really have to think about it. But yeah, they were steering because we would we would go off the busway onto normal roads. So it's not just like, oh it's actually a train, but we just put a bus body on it. It's it's a legitimate bus. It just has a special road. So I got to ride that. That was kind of fun. Uh went went and saw a place. That's delightful. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's been just kind of like a strangely like busy week. I've been applying for stuff, uh, just like internal roles at my job. So maybe we'll both have new jobs.
2: Who That'll knows?
1: Be That'd be fun. Um, yeah, I've also been watching. I've been trying to watch anyway. More Netflix. Is that weird? No. <laughs> this is, let's. This isn't a sponsored thing. But I wanted to bring up, there are a couple of shows that I'm really excited about and haven't watched yet, and I, I just want to mention that I'm excited now so that when we talk about them later on, people will like know that it's a thing that I want to talk about. Uh, the first one, Jimmy, how familiar are you with American Ninja Warrior or anything I in the Ninja Warrior franchise? I am aware of it. Okay. You know the concept, right? Yeah. It's athletes running a sort of gestalt obstacle course. Uh, that tests their reaction times and physical fitness and endurance and such. That uh, was
0: like a bunch of people like jumping between punching bags that are like hanging from basically a jungle gym structure.
1: Yeah, over a yeah, yeah. pit, that kind of thing. If you go with like the original Japanese ninja warrior, it's sort of like here's average people, well, incredibly fit average people who are who are becoming ninjas. Uh n- now okay, so so sort of keep that in your mind hold it hold it tight it's precious soar it away off the side just a little bit just not not too far out of reach just within reach uh now tell me how familiar are you with uh top gear or, or shows like top gear
0: i think you're well aware of how much i'm familiar with top gear from all the hours and hours we watched it together
1: we watched a lot of top gear together uh so top gear how would you describe top gear
0: um, it's Mythbusters, but for car people. And instead of doing science, they're just fucking around.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, so, so, ho- okay. So, so hold, hold Top Gear in one hand. Hold American Ninja Warrior in the other hand. Now smush them together.
0: The, uh, use polymerization.
1: Yeah, use polymerization on, on Top Gear and Ninja Warrior. And you get a show called Hyperdrive. And this is a Netflix original show that I've only seen the trailer for. And I, I forced Lauren to watch it. And I, I just I just made... I had this horribly stupid grin on my face the whole time watching it. And Hyperdrive is, as far as I can tell, the perfect blend of Top Gear and Ninja Warrior. Where it is uh, talented, but otherwise fairly normal human beings... Uh, who drive their cars through ridiculous stunt driving courses
0: what the fuck hell yeah
1: and it's essentially like how many scenes from fast and furious can we recreate (laughs) for a television show (laughs) with like the the trailer has like oh here's a a woman who is a stay-at-home mom for her five sons but also a super talented stunt driver (laughs) who just like wants to show everybody hey this is what i actually want to be doing with my time and not cleaning up after these dipshits i'm just picturing
0: like a minivan like doing that fast five thing or or whatever fast and furious movie where like smashes out of the side of one skyscraper and flies through the air into another skyscraper
1: and that might have been fast five that sounds like a fast five move uh yeah it it looks absolutely incredible and i'm like Oh,
0: damn, I got to get the kids to school, but I only have five minutes. <laughs> Strap in, kids.
1: <laughs> my uh, my my dad and his best friend actually told me a story a long time ago about how they ruined uh, a truck doing uh, one of the Fast and Furious type moves. What? Uh, I think it was a truck. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. One of them had a truck, I remember. But it was like in college, right? And they were learning how to do that thing where you do the, uh, the 180 degree turn into a parking spot. Uh-huh. And apparently if you do it wrong, there's a lesson for you kids out there. If you do it wrong, you can definitely bend an axle. <laughs> uh, you can totally your truck. Right, <laughs> exactly. So that's what happened. Uh, and uh, that was not the worst car accident that either of them had ever been in. <laughs> uh, if that tells you anything about their early lives. Um, so yeah, so that's coming out, or came out rather on Netflix. That's a Netflix original. The other show uh, on Netflix that I'm excited for, maybe you've seen this trailer, Jimmy. It's called Cannon Busters. I have not. So this will I'm probably appeal so more closely Google to our tabs. listeners. Uh, so Cannon Busters is an anime. Point number one uh, about a a young uh, young uh, an android a, a robot girl who is uh, so far as I can tell kind of like a. Um, like the kid from AI or whatever, like just a very friendly robot kid is designed to be your best friend. Sure. Um, and uh, she's looking for her best friend uh, who's somewhere out in the galaxy. It's this far future, like, space western, very cowboy bebop kind of vibes. Oh, fun. Uh, and uh, so it's her, some, like, other assistant, and then they uh, join up with the most fearsome assassin in the galaxy, uh, who's this like super wanted criminal for some reason uh, that has a transforming car a la uh, Megas XLR? I'm on board. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks really good. Um, and I I have historically been kind of skeptical of Netflix original animes because you know they're they're just kind of throwing money at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, but this looks actually really good, and I'm actually kind of excited for it. Oh so look that up the music is really fun the animation style is really neat um it, it's it feels kind of like uh guran lagan hmm. just from the the trailer uh but maybe maybe like guran lagan meets cowboy bebop if that
0: that has extremely sold it to me yeah i'm on the wikipedia this page way. and this is quite possibly the least useful wikipedia page i've ever seen there is nothing about the plot of Cannon Busters. In the official Wikipedia page on Cannon There's Busters. There's
1: not really much about the can- the plot of Cannon Busters in the trailer either. It's kind of, it's that original bit that I just kind of said. And then it's just a lot of action shots, which is really all I'm there for.
0: Sure. Bustin' makes me feel good.
1: <laughs> right.
0: some uh, cannons.
1: Jimmy, I also have, unless you have anything that you have really been excited for, for Netflix. I know I, I wrote a bunch of pre-show stuff for us this week. I have Uh, one more item. Nothing. Same old, just watching Top Gear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So there is a piece of Yu-Gi-Oh! news this week that I I want to talk about. And I'm going to be able to talk talk about about in more detail soonish Because I think I'm going to buy this for uh, when I visit the States in a couple of weeks. Um, So there's a new game out uh, for the Switch. That is titled Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist: Colon Link Evolution. And this is a new single-player Yu-Gi-Oh! video game. Jimmy, you're familiar with video games?
0: Uh, I am. Oh, I have a passing awareness of the concept.
1: <laughs> As he grabs his Nintendo Switch from behind him, um, so go ahead and uh, go ahead and open up the store. Stop playing. Stop playing Breath of the Wild. Uh, Oh, some nice uh, some nice audio for us here. Go ahead and open up the uh the old Switcheroo in the in the store there. And uh I was
0: gonna leave this for later, but um speaking of Switch games, uh my friend's game just came out on Switch. Oh. Uh it's What's called the... Plunge. It's a roguelite uh RPG slash puzzle game. Um where it's like it's on a grid, and it's kinda like those Zelda dungeon puzzles where you can Only go in one direction and then you move the entire direction. Imagine those but with um like swords and stuff.
1: Hell yeah. It's called Plunge.
0: It's called Plunge. It's out now on Switch and on Steam. Right. For PC and Mac. So go look up the trailer. I'm not selling it totally well, but it's fun. I've played a couple hours of it.
1: I'm in, yeah, we'll we'll uh we'll we'll put a link to that somewhere. Uh so there's a Yu Gi Oh game. And Yu Gi Oh games, there have been a lot of Yu Gi Oh video games. We've talked about them before. Uh, there's a new one now called Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. And it is uh, a, so far as I can tell, a story game where you, you play as a various Yu-Gi-Oh! protagonists through all of the series of Yu-Gi-Oh! So from Duel Monsters all the way up through Vrains. Still not and, uh, how bad Vrains is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's a good show. It's a horrible name. Uh, it's a good show though. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So the, the, the sort of key things that I remember from, from reading it and you're, if you're pulling it up, you'll have this more accurately, but there's something like 9,000 cards now. Uh, there's, I don't know how many hours of gameplay in there. I would, I would imagine it's at least like a 50, 60 hour game, to be honest, just with that much content.
0: Build your deck from over 9,000 cards. It's over 9,000.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, uh, And take on the most iconic duelists from the Yu-Gi-Oh! universe. Blah, blah, blah. Yu-Gi-Oh! series through Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc-V. And challenge the newest generation of duelists from the virtual world of Vrains.
1: Is that what the V in Vrains stands for? Is it virtual reality? We looked it up that one time. Augmented internet network specials.
0: Yeah. You know, the Vrains.
1: You know, the Vrains. Anyway, so that's out. Uh, How much is it now on Switch?
0: Uh, It's 40 bucks.
1: 40 bucks honestly not bad for like a, a full on you know story video game with a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff uh, if if you like me uh, have been playing Duel Links and getting a little fed up with the fact that I don't like playing against real people uh, this looks like a good fit so I'm really excited I'm kind of holding off a little bit just because I'm playing a lot of Fire Emblem right now and I, I, I kind of just have only made time for Oh,
0: three houses right
1: yeah yeah I've
0: heard it's very good I, it I is. I might finally get a uh, Fire Emblem game, which I've been Jimmy, to do for like ten years.
1: I think if there is any Fire Emblem game that's going to get you to play Fire Emblem, I think it's this one, uh, because it's literally what if Fire Emblem took place at Hogwarts? Hell yeah! Uh, and you got to date your students, which is kind of weird when I say it like that. But <laughs> you're the what? same age as the students, so it's kind of strange. What? Uh, but you're a professor. It's but but you're also immortal. It's weird. Uh, spoilers. I'm sorry. Uh, but oh, you're no, saying the,
0: I get to use a sword and take down Malfoy. I'm in.
1: Yeah. No. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. So. Uh, but I am. There's like a there's like a time jump that happens kind of in the middle of the game. You you sort of meet the kids at school and then they graduate and then it's like a uh, wet hot American summer thing. Whether they all agree to meet up ten years later or whatever. Uh, so that happens. I'm right before that. And I, I, it's basically told me, like, hey, this next mission is, like, when that happens. Uh, and let me tell you, some shit has gone down. Uh, and I am already looking at, like, beating the rest of the game, not as quickly as possible, but relatively quickly, so that I can play the game over again. Just because when you start the game, you have to pick one of the three houses, right? Mm-hmm. One of the titular three houses. And when you do that, you only get to see part of the story. You only get the story from the perspective of the students in that house or oh. students that you recruit. So to get the full story, to see all sides of what's really happening here, you really kind of have to play it three times. All right. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I You should play it. Uh, Golden Deer, all the way. Uh, i put it my on my perfect- wish list. My perfect sons, Raphael and Ignatz. Lauren's already made a lot of fun of of me for that. Uh, Is is that somebody throwing up outside our window? Is that what's happening?
0: (laughs) Life in the UK, am I right?
1: Life in the UK. Uh, Anyway, so that was a lot of my quick-ish pre-roll stuff. Uh, Was there anything new or exciting that you wanted to go over before we talk about the episode?
0: No, let's talk about two episodes in one.
1: Let's do it. Okay, so let's start with... This is
0: our. This is going to be our episode about our own last episode. <laughs> I wonder how many times we can, like, lose episodes and then just, like, get this infinitely nested, like, fractal of episodes. We're going to have, Ooh. like, one episode that's, like, 20 hours long talking about, like, the six previous episodes of our own show.
1: I actually don't hate that is the thing i Um, do let's talk about the last episode i know you do all right so let's let's uh let's do this it's time to get meta uh we're gonna recap season nine season nine season two episode nine wow that podcast went fast right (laughs) we missed so many episodes (laughs) um all right so jimmy here's what i'm gonna do uh, I'm going to put, uh, what should we say? One minute.
0: Oh, are we counting down?
1: Si- 60 seconds. Two minutes.
0: Let's do it in 60 seconds. Okay. In 60, 60 seconds. seconds. Dueled in 60 seconds.
1: Uh, do you want to do this?
0: Uh, I would love to do it. Okay. Hold on. Let me set my I mean, timer.
1: Okay. Well, no, I'll, I'll time you if you do the recap.
0: Okay. Are you ready? All right.
1: Okay. Uh, so I'm going I'm to say three, two, one, go. And then you go on go. Okay. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go.
0: Okay. So the last episode was called "Esperoba: Terror of the Psychic Deck. And the whole thing is uh, Joey duels this guy who's like a psychic. And he's like, oh, I'm connected to the vast psychic universe. Powers, join me. But as it turns out. Uh, He doesn't actually have any psychic powers, surprise, surprise. He's cheating, just like everyone else in this damn show. Um, He has, like, a bajillion brothers who are, like, on top of a building in the distance and, like, talking through an earpiece with a pair of binoculars. So he cheats against Joey, and Joey is like, hey, this guy is just cheating. Meanwhile, Taya is off doing nothing, and Tristan is putting the moves on Joey's sister in the hospital. And Yugi is also up on the roof, just kind of watching. And then Mokaba smashes through a door, like Rainbow Six style, and takes down all the Esper brothers, like, like in a counter terrorism thing. And he's like, hey, no more cheating. And they're like, okay.
1: And time. Is that your alarm?
0: That's my alarm. <laughs> what, is
1: that? what is that sound?
0: I kind of want to leave it a secret. Listeners, if you recognize that sound, please let us know, and I will... I I mean, it's gotta be something from Metroid
1: Prime is the thing, right?
0: Okay, never mind. No, (laughs) it's not from Metroid Prime. Or from Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Or from Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. No, that is the noise (laughs) It's it's from
1: Federation Force.
0: (laughs) It's the noise of one of the puzzle balls in the mist... A uh, sequel ribbon.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was in the right ballpark.
0: It was a puzzle solving game.
1: Uh, but Jimmy, congratulations! You basically did it. You you pretty much entirely recap for that episode. Uh, in one minute. Uh, I think really the only thing that we left out there is uh at the end. Uh, even after it's been revealed that Espa is a fake. Uh he continues to keep up the psychic act and he summons Jinzo who destroys all of Joey's trap cards. Uh, so the, the end of that last episode is that Jinzo is now sort of staring down Joey ready to, uh, obliterate.
0: Yeah. I didn't mention any of the duel because it doesn't matter except for Jinzo, I guess, who I'm sure we'll see later because, um, yeah. Well, cause you have watched the episode, card. you, you yeah. know, <laughs>
1: Uh our monster bracket from last week I do want to cover real quick. Our monster bracket from last week was Dragon Seeker versus Amazon Chainmaster. Amazon Chainmaster kind of pulled away with that one uh cuz Dragon Seeker is just kind of a low rent like arcade I've villain. already
0: forgotten what Dragon Seeker looks like. I pulled it up uh and I've already forgotten again. It's, it's so boring.
1: Yeah. So, Whereas anyway.
0: Amazon Chainmaster is just a ripped-as-hell woman swinging a chain around, which is hell super yeah. badass.
1: Super good. Uh, all right. It's time to discuss the episode. The real episode this week is Season 2, Episode 10, The ESP Duelist, Part 2, which I've said like four times already this <laughs> recording. Uh, the episode summary, Jimmy, is that Joey discovers that Espa roba's extrasensory perception was not a hoax or no pardon me was a hoax wow i misread that (laughs) it was like it was a double
0: double fake he actually is uh psychic and he is pretending to not be psychic while pretending to be psychic
1: what what a prank what a what a prankster uh so it was a hoax but he's not yet free from Espa's mental manipulations Esperoba's Jinzo not only slaughters all of Joey's monsters, but grows in power every turn. Joey's luck has come to an end, dot, dot, dot. Or has it? (laughs) Or has it? You can't just end a summary with or has it, because then you know it has not. Uh oh there was a there was also a line so in the in the previously on Yu-Gi-Oh sort of recap there's a line that I think also perfectly summarizes last week's episode and it's just Joey saying it's a scam.
0: Yep. That that's it. That's that was the last episode. Also I don't want to like go over everything we said last episode in our Forbidden Lost episode but we should talk about how Jinzo look just looks like a Cenobite from Hellraiser.
1: Yeah, you sent me the most horrifying shit, Jimmy. Uh, so apparently, Jinzo looks just like the Cenobite Butterball.
0: <laughs> Butterball,
1: uh, which is it? It it, um, it. I mean, I was about to say Google it, but also don't because I like you all too much. Uh, picture picture. Uh, mm, okay, let me go look at it. Pull it back up here. All right, so picture Morpheus <laughs> from The Matrix but uh, played by Kingpin from Spider-Man. Uh, and in oh, yeah, that yeah, not just mean, the
0: actor. The character Kingpin.
1: Right, right, right. Not if Vincent Kingpin, D'Onofrio. I like Vincent D'Onofrio too much.
0: Kingpin bought his way into becoming an actor in Hellraiser.
1: Uh, right. And so, but he's wearing the little Morpheus sunglasses yeah. and, like, a leather jacket is kind of why I brought that up. Uh, but then uh, he's also got like, it's like a cutoff leather jacket. So it ends kind of right below the nipple. Uh, thank Christ. And uh, it it opens up to reveal the stomach, which he is then also sort of forcing his fingers into and spreading apart. Uh, uh, he's got a big sort of gash of a... in his
0: stomach that he's like poking around in so he can feel some pain every now and then. Because that's what Cenobites love.
1: Yeah. So that's a uh huh. Yep, that's a. Mm-hmm. So that's
0: kind of what Jinzo looks like,
1: and it's uh, extremely accurate, because Jinzo is not pleasant to look at. Uh, yeah. Apologies, I just had to sneeze. Uh, so this episode opens in media duel, if you will. Uh, right in the middle of the action, the duel is happening. Did that get you? They got a good reaction from you. I'm pretty happy with that Uh, I
0: like that (laughs) terrible, terrible joke. Uh,
1: So, uh, Espa sort of starts the episode by saying, I can read your mind. Which, no, he can't. We've been over this.
0: Yeah, I had forgotten how grating Espa's voice is because he's yelling the whole time. I can read your mind. All psychic powers come to me.
1: Jimmy, I don't know how you do such a good Espa impression. I literally can't remember what his voice sounds like for longer than five seconds.
0: Just picture, like, a kid who's yelling.
1: Yeah, okay. Some, some but not Mokuba.
0: Not not Mokuba! Actually, it's kind of similar. Actually, it's
1: kind of Mokuba. Uh, Espa uh, starts the duel by playing a card called Amplifier uh, on Jinzo, which essentially just gives Jinzo a like a metal helmet. When it,
0: yeah, this when metal it... helmet comes and clamps on Jinzo's head, and Jinzo is already wearing like this weird sort of mask on its face, and you can if see you... his like bald, like, um, like burned Darth Vader head underneath. You know how he right. appears from behind in uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, kind of that. And so this metal helmet comes down and clamps on his head, and then these like pins fly in from nowhere and like drill it into his head
1: yeah it's i mean again this is upsetting. kind of dark for a kid's show but also this is the exact same shot from the theme song like we see this every episode oh,
0: I didn't which i didn't, didn't really
1: i didn't really think about until just now because i always like kind of zone out during the intro maybe that's on purpose uh yeah it's the exact same shot so if you've only watched the first 30 seconds of Yu-Gi-Oh season two then you've seen this shot uh It's, I mean, really, like, really, truly upsetting what happens to Jinzo. Like, Jinzo is not pleasant to look at, like I mentioned, but some weird body horror shit happens this episode, like this included, and nobody talks about it.
0: Yeah, this goes some places. That's what we'll talk about later.
1: Uh, So, uh, the amplifier uh, boosts Jinzo's attack points uh, and will continue to boost Jinzo's attack points every turn. Uh, by a- amplifying something, I guess his power is. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So Jinzo attacks and kills Alligator Sword, which is Joey's last monster out on the on the field. And uh, Joey has a line here:
0: <laughs> If you think I'm giving up just because of Baldy and his tin can hat, you've definitely got another thing coming, you blue haired freak. Yeah,
1: which is just. It's so Joey.
0: It's so Joey. That's the writing so Joey. for Joey
1: this episode starts at a ten and just continues to climb.
0: Amplifier clamps onto Joey and just makes him more Joey. <laughs> right,
1: right. It just it just increases the Joeyness.
0: It clamps onto his head, but it's just his hair getting bigger.
1: <laughs> and the little hats at the at the tip of the, the tip of, the <laughs> of his
0: like bangs.
1: Uh, yeah. So, uh, so we're watching this, and Espa's brothers are, are sort of cheering from the sidelines. And we get this nice kind of wide shot, right, of them up on the top of this roof, uh, where oh yeah, for everyone who didn't watch last week's episode, uh, Espa's not psychic. It was his little brothers uh, with binoculars and an earpiece, radioing down to him from a nearby building. Uh, and which, they
0: all look exactly like him, but like right. different variations. Same right. clothes, everything.
1: It's it's like when the evil was cast out of Kaiba and it became a clown. It's like if the various personality traits of Espa <laughs> were cast out of him and wore the same clothes.
0: Yes, all the various uh all the personalities are there. There is candy eater, uh baby, uh nerd, and then just smaller Espa.
1: Right, you know, the the Myers Briggs personality <laughs> types. <laughs> Which are uh, you?
0: Which Espa are you?
1: Uh, tag yourself i'm baby Espa. um so uh so they're cheering uh mokuba is up there as well because uh, he he busted him for cheating previously but they got away with it yeah, because
0: mokuba i do want to point out he we need to talk about this breach and cleared out the door on this rooftop and like barrel rolled down the floor and like tackled one of these brothers because he's the battle city commissioner
1: yeah, and, he and he he's good at what he cheaters. does. Uh, and they get out of whatever punishment was set up for them because they said the words big brother.
0: <laughs> yeah. As it, and apparently it turns out uh, Espa is not fighting for himself. He's dueling uh, so that his brothers don't get bullied.
1: Right, because everyone respects a good duelist.
0: You know how in school when you were really good at card games and you didn't get beat up? that's how that works
1: i mean i i was about to say that i was homeschooled so i never got beat up but that's not true i have siblings uh thanks did you hear lauren no
0: she was so lauren,
1: faint. lauren chimes in and says younger siblings which is true <laughs> i am the eldest
0: honestly though you'd you and your siblings do have a kind of a, an Espa and his brothers thing where you all kind of look exactly the same.
1: I, yes. There's a fun story behind that, actually. So, all your uh, brothers
0: look just like you. E- Even your sister so, kind of has your face. Uh
1: huh. And we, all our names start with T. Uh, so the last time I saw Trevor, uh, <laughs> so. So, uh, 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 so, so, so they, they look at me from across the table, and the first words we haven't we hadn't spoken to each other, talked to each other in like a full year. The first words are, "You got fat," <laughs> and I'm like, "Motherfucker, you look just like me. We are mirror images of each other right now." <laughs> Like, we had the same haircut ever. Like, all, all, like, it was glasses was the only thing that was missing, right? Like, I, I wore glasses and I'm, I think, still the only person out of my siblings that wears glasses all the time. But I was like, what are you even talking about?
0: Yeah, you, you guys can't roast each other without roasting yourselves.
1: <laughs> it's that whole thing where if you point one finger, you got four pointing right back at you. Uh, <laughs> the two Spider-Men. Right, the four is just my four siblings. Um, no, I have three siblings. It feels like more. Um, so anyway, yeah, so so the Espa brothers say the words Big Brother and like Superman sang Martha, uh, or is it the other way around? Is it Batman that says Martha? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't Mokuba, matter who,
0: who gives a it, shit about it, that tr- scene.
1: truly doesn't matter. Mokoba gets caught up in his own nostalgia uh, thinking about another certain Big Brother that we might be familiar with. Uh, and they have sort of a teary, genuine moment, and Mokuba literally
0: them... says, "Big brother stories get me every time," and like wipes away a tear. And I mean, and that's enough tr- to keep tr- this fair. cheater in Battle City.
1: So he allows Aspa to continue dueling, just minus the cheating, uh, which is extremely generous. And I cannot think of a single uh, international tournament in which that would fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what else happens here? Oh, yeah. Oh, and Yugi is also up on top of the adjacent building, just silently watching all yeah, of this.
0: Yeah, he's Batmanning on this, like, edge of the building. How did he get up here? We don't know. He's it, just watching the duel from afar and, like, brooding.
1: This comes up again later on. There's a scene in the previous episode where he is on the street, and then apparently the next immediate moment, he is up on top of the building. 0 time has passed in the episode but he has climbed easily 12 stories if not more somehow magic who knows
0: <laughs> the millennium stairs <laughs>
1: uh the the millennium elevator um so uh, the uh the the Espa kids uh kind of you know make it known basically what Espa' is doing what we can see that Espa is doing and that's that Espa is still pretending to be psychic just to freak out joey like it's all yeah. kind of an intimidation play at this point which is uh, you know not sporting but legal
0: yeah not technically uh, cheating you're just freaking out your opponent
1: right yeah, yeah, yeah uh so in response joey does this thing He he sort of calms himself and I guess without saying it, he's sort of calling upon the heart of the cards here, right? He has a moment where he focuses. Yeah, he and... sort of
0: meditates and, like, speaks to the cards a little.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's a good shot, too. It, like, zooms in on him. We get a little, like, swoopy background. Uh, and then he draws uh, a card that he calls his old friend, Baby Dragon.
0: His young friend, Baby Dragon, more like, because it's a baby. But dum bum pum. Uh, uh so baby dragon comes
1: out. Do 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 do. Uh and baby dragon <laughs> I had to point this out. Baby dragon looks different <laughs> this episode. I think baby dragon's been taking some supplements. Yeah. Some he's protein ripped. powder. <laughs> baby dragon got swole. That's a big bambino. <laughs> Which is super uncomfortable because this this is a baby that's basically wearing a diaper. Right? This is a this is a dragon in a diaper. Uh who does everything but the like goo-goo-gaga shtick, who just has big old beefy arms and giant pecs.
0: I think he's supposed to be like baby fat, but on a dragon-read not it, read that way. No, it just looks like he's got giant muscular Trogdor arms coming out.
1: Oh, that's what it is. It's definitely Trogdor. <laughs> just with two beefy arms. <laughs> Uh, so he he summons a, a baby dragon, and uh, is it even is it Rex at this point who's like, oh, I've seen this move,
0: <laughs> probably. Oh yeah, and... Rex Raptor is there, just kind of uh, being Joey's like the surrogate for Yugi, where he's just like the other character that Joey can talk to.
1: Right. Yeah. Rex Raptor previously lost to Esperoba. So now he's he's there to watch Joey get decimated. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he Joey follows it up with that classic maneuver playing Time Wizard.
0: Time Wizard. He spins the wheel uh, and Time Wizard does its thing where it wizards time.
1: It's a great scene, actually, because he he's spinning the wheel and we get kind of this um, like montage of everybody watching it happen. And it's a lot more action-y than we've seen in the past of Time Wizard. Like, previously, Time Wizard is just like, uh, 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 like, very, um, uh, like, speed racer cutaways. And this is very much, like, swooping backgrounds, and everyone's serious, and Yugi's watching from the rooftop going, hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then it, uh, it, it, uh, what's it do?
0: Uh, it does not kill Joey. Uh, it's time warp thing because of plot armor um, right <laughs> and jo- joey yells, it's time warp time and it ages baby dragon like what a thousand years it turns into a thousand dragon right because
1: explicitly not thousand year dragon i think that's a different <laughs> card
0: thousand dragon our old friend um and then he's like ha ha take this because your jinzo is rest- rusted into metal and is like rusted into into nothing, and then he's like, "What?" And Jinso is just standing there fine, because as Espa says, it's Jinzo was made of a special die titanium metal that doesn't rust for ten thousand years.
1: I'm so glad you wrote down the name of the metal, uh, die
0: titanium.
1: Uh, now, okay, so we we have at our disposal, we have sort of our our uh, resident conservator here, uh, uh, Lauren. Is die titanium metal a thing?
2: Wait, die titanium metal?
1: Die titanium. Special die titanium metal that does not rust or age for 10,000 years. Yes. <laughs> it's real, everybody. <laughs> there it is. We heard it we heard it from a real scientist. <laughs>
0: It's not only it does it not rust for get ten thousand years. He says it's guaranteed to not rust or like disintegrate for ten thousand years, implying right. that it's like a product that some company is putting out.
1: Right. There's there's sort of like a, a silent armor. TM in that sentence, right?
0: Yeah. This is like the blurb on the box when you're out looking for a die titanium metal armor,
1: and it's it's strangely specific too because it says ten thousand, not just like. A long time or ever. Yeah. But ostensibly, if you played 10 time wizards and then advanced time <laughs> 10,000 years, then it would work.
0: But the point is, um, Jinzo is fine. He's immune to your powers, <laughs> right? which is exactly the sort of bullshit you would make up <laughs> as a kid if you're like trying to one up kids, other kids, if you're like pretending to be superheroes or whatever.
1: Right. Well, I advance time a thousand years. Aha, well, I'm immune to time advances up to 10,000 years. Aha.
0: What really gets me is that he specifies it's die titanium. And as we all know, in kid logic, titanium is invincible. So die titanium is even more invincible.
1: <laughs> it's infinity plus one.
0: Yeah, it's the infinity plus one of uh, card game rules. But Jinzo is fine. And um, he, Jinzo attacks Thousand Dragon and kills it in one shot with its cyber energy shot.
1: Which again is just like, man, if you're if you're trying to play off this psychic shtick, stop putting so many cyber cards in your deck.
0: Yeah, uh, all of Espa's cards are like cyber themed, and they're not really like psychic themed, which you think he would like lean into. Is it? It's all like computers and stuff.
1: Is that the show's subtle way of telling us that he's not really psychic and it's actually a a cyber, quote-unquote, earpiece that his brothers are using to feed him information? Whoa! Is that the, like... The, yeah, the the galaxy brain view on it? Jinzo's attack
0: is actually kind of cool. He, uh, like, summons this, like, swirling black hole filled with, like, stars and shit in his hands. Yeah. And is like... And then he shoots it, and the, it like he annihilates whatever he shoots. It at. He summons,
1: he summons evil Mario from Super Mario Sunshine, and uh, and uh, throws him.
0: That's not what evil Mario looks like. He's blue.
1: Oh, he is blue. What am I thinking of?
0: I I know what you're talking about, though. I think you were thinking of all the like oil and paint in Super Mario Sunshine that has, like, that iridescence on it. Yeah, It's on all the, like, bosses and stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 that stuff. That stuff. So this is... uh, Jinzo is evil Mario from Super Mario Sunshine.
0: (laughs) Jinzo comes and covers Isle Delfino in paint, and it's up to Thousand Dragon to dawn, flood, and clean up the island.
1: At which point, Joey says... The... The first of several inexplicable lines to me, he says, he doesn't say it to me. He says it
0: out loud, just out loud. The assembled throng.
1: He says, uh, he says, now that my dragon's gone, how long can I hold on? Which I don't know that he was intended to rhyme this episode, but he rhymes a lot this episode. There was, a, there was a line earlier on where he rhymed that I, I forgot to write down because I didn't – it didn't really occur to me until this line. I think this is the second time he rhymes, but later on he rhymes more, and it feels like Joey was written by someone entirely separate from the rest of the episode.
0: You know how um, New Yorkers talk, always rhyming.
1: Yeah, that New York rhyming slang, classic. <laughs> uh. So we cut to the hospital at this point where Serenity is still recovering from her eye surgery. Uh, Tristan is there uh, watching the duel. He, he's sort of volunteered to describe the duel to Serenity because she's still wearing uh, coverings over her eyes.
0: Yeah, Tristan is there uh, casting the live stream of the, uh, the duels.
1: Which, can we talk about that real quick? The quote-unquote live stream yeah, what's actually on the screen here,
0: <laughs> Tyler? It's shit. It's not a video feed at all. It's like a GeoCities website. Is yeah. what is the vibe I'm getting from this? It's like something you would see online in like Windows ninety five. It has like a swirly blue background and then two pictures of each duelist and like grids underneath them with like kind of like a drop shadow or an emboss on them with little slots where you can show what cards they have out
1: it has all the finesse of a windows xp stocks program
0: yeah it's horrible to look at
1: from any Uh, sort of
0: design standpoint
1: but there he is watching it and uh, serenity can't see so he's just been like fucking lying to her this whole time saying like yeah no joey's totally winning he's doing great yeah oh wow uh and he's sort of mentally like cheering joey on while he's continuing to lie to serenity yeah uh and at a certain point he kind of gets like lost right in in cheering joey on mentally so she's like uh what's going on like he's he's still winning right and tristan's like uh yeah uh uh uh, yeah yeah yes he is winning definitely (laughs) absolutely ahead and there comes a point where serenity definitely catches on And uh, Tristan is, like, trying to play it off as, like, toying with his opponent, I think is when she does. Yeah. And she replies with (laughs) so many props to this voice actor. Because, like, it's this is so difficult to convey in any cartoon character, but equally difficult, more difficult, I mean, to convey in a cartoon character that does not have access to eyes or eyebrows. So it has to be done entirely through just voice. Uh, And she says, oh, Okay. Thank you for letting me know exactly what's going on. <laughs>
0: A very uh, subtle sarcasm there.
1: Right. And so at that point the nurse comes in and is like, Hey, just, you know, come in to check in, and everything interesting. She says goes, I'm oh, here cool. to take
0: your temperature, which I guess is important when you have eye surgery, so your I, eyes don't boil away or something.
1: I yeah, who knows? Uh and Tristan sort of takes it as an opportunity to go you know get a fresh uh, a breath of fresh air
0: except he doesn't and... he just kind of goes out in the hallway He's <laughs> like oh, I'm so tired
1: he also said it no he's like going out for smokes or something yeah at which point I have to like again question how old this person actually is uh, he's got a motorcycle he's still wearing his motorcycle jacket by the way he has not taken his jacket off
0: it is a cool jacket
1: it's an it's an okay jacket uh and so uh he leaves and serenity stops the nurse and is actually like hey uh could you help me with something real quick because i think this dude is lying to me uh and so she asks like hey can you tell me who's winning this duel and the nurse turns around and looks at the computer takes like not even a half second to just be like uh what's your brother's name again the which, screen doesn't even show the names
0: of these people.
1: Right. I don't know how it would help, but it's very clear that she recognizes Joey from when he was there previously, and is like, oh, yeah, this kid's fucked.
0: <laughs> this kid's I, getting absolutely annihilated.
1: I'm, I am a practitioner of medicine and have no time for card games, and yet I can tell that your brother is hosed. <laughs>
0: excuse me i'm a medical professional and i'm gonna to have to call time of death <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: so we cut away from this and uh Taya is uh sitting on a park bench Ba-na-na.
0: yeah she's like all of last episode it was my actual my worst of last last episode she yeah. didn't have anything to do besides just sit on a park bench and worry about the future
1: no that's not true at first, she was walking around and worrying about the future.
0: <laughs> oh, my mistake.
1: <laughs> Taya, Taya has really gotten the short shrift. This like episode arc where she spent basically the entire time just looking for Yugi. Yeah. Uh, which Joey just like randomly ran into Yugi twice in the first few episodes. How has she not found Yugi? Do they not have cell phones?
0: yeah we we see her with a cell phone later right so who knows who
1: knows uh but what we do know is uh she she started thinking to herself and she says all this talk about ancient evil forces returning is freaking me out which fair fair. uh at that exact moment grandpa
0: (laughs) jesus christ
1: fucking i i had to, i had to, these notes are in all caps for me jimmy uh fucking pops up behind her covers her eyes and says guess who
0: yeah Grandpa like the pops up out of fuck the bushes he is. grabs this teenage girl and says oh guess who
1: and rightfully so she turns around and beats the ever-living shit out of him she stands straight up her head goes right back into his nose she slaps him across the face which you don't get the sound of but we see
0: look at that crunch Uh,
1: and uh yeah so then he's he freaks out he's like i almost broke my nose
0: he says Uh, that noggin of yours almost broke my schnoz
1: which is (laughs) like fine old man it's big enough for the both of us. We don't. You don't need that much. Like, uh, you know, don't be weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't creep up ion and then grab your friend's teenage, lady friends. Right. Your, your son, don't transform with like your teenage, grandsons' friends. Like Fourteen-year-old. <laughs> I think this is a, the closest we're getting to like original grandpa. In I think so the manga who's like totally creeping on tail all the time
1: yeah i was thinking about that this is really og grandpa coming out here uh this and the the weird uh scene where he ogles the cheerleaders oh and then yeah plays it off like he's ogling the television uh uh what was that the end of last season
0: yeah it was uh dungeon dice monsters
1: anyway uh Dimension so they're having the dice <laughs> no make it stop make it go away uh so they're having this sort of argument and Tea's phone rings
0: she does have a cell phone
1: yeah uh and it's tristan and tristan tells her to find joey and to give him a message
0: yeah tristan is on like the payphone in the hospital lobby right so only Taya owns a cell phone apparently
1: well, also we know Taya canonically had a a, a job, and she was the only person of the friend group that had a, a paying gig. That's so true. that could be how.
0: Taya's making it rain fat stacks.
1: <laughs> Taya also has. I, I noticed your note here uh, about Taya's outfit, because uh, that oh, yeah. finally sparked a realization in me as well. Do you want to talk about this?
0: She's wearing a new outfit. It's like yellow with black stripes along the. I, I, it's not it's it doesn't really have sleeves.
1: No, it's like it's like a shoulder stripe.
0: Yeah, shoulder stripes. So uh, like a crop top with black shoulder stripes.
1: Yeah, uh, like a like a a tank cuff.
0: Yeah, uh, th- there's probably uh, an official term for it that I'm not aware of. Somebody
1: is yelling at their iPod right now.
0: Yeah, uh, but it kind of reminds me of Silk Spectre from Watchmen a little bit. Just That's exactly scheme. what
1: it looks like to me. Yeah, just the 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 color and the shape of it, uh and I'm trying to map other characters in Yu-Gi-Oh to characters in Watchmen, and it's not especially working. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's not a one-to-one uh, character ratio here.
1: No, I mostly I, I want to figure out who is the Rorschach of Yu-Gi-Oh, and I think it might be, Mokuba. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> Is that a weird thing to to say?
0: Maybe. Mm.
1: I think it's mostly because he's on a rooftop right now. Maybe that's it. Oh probably. He's looking down at the world and yeah. saying no. <laughs> uh so, okay. like, so no you... cheating. <laughs> Unless you so, love uh, your big, your big brother. In which case some cheating's fine. <laughs> you have uh, two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren hates this voice. Uh, so uh, we we cut we cut back to the duel real quick, uh, just briefly uh, for Joey to play one of my favorite cards. It's a good Scapegoats.
0: Card. I love scapegoats.
1: Uh, scapegoats is just four cartoon goats. <laughs>
0: yeah, little fluffy goats. Four different too. colors.
1: There's there's a it's a pink one, a blue one, a, a red one, and a and a yellow one. Uh, and uh, or is it a green one? It's a green one and a yellow one. And uh, they're just real cute. That's all. Yeah. And their effect (laughs) is uh,
0: there's four of them. And so they can be attacked four times. And they're just kind of like a defense for Joey.
1: Exactly. And uh, Espa takes a moment to make fun of Joey for having lame cards. And Rex is like, yeah, he does have lame cards, huh?
0: (laughs) Just casually roasting Joey. Right.
1: (laughs) You know, the national pastime uh we, we cut back to the hospital uh tristan comes back into the room serenity lets him know that she knows that he knows that she knows that he knows uh that she knows that joey's losing and that's fine uh and, and jo- cause she, joey she's... was
0: there for her and so if something happens to joey she wants to know about it because she loves her brother and if he's being a dipshit and getting his ass kicked at card games she wants to know so she can rake him over the coals
1: <laughs> yeah zingdom uh yeah, she says it in a really funny way too she says it like i have to know the truth about my brother <laughs> which is like <laughs> weird like what do you expect like he's not pushing drugs or something he's just bad at card games <laughs>
0: except he's not really bad at card games as we'll find out
1: no so the so the duel continues yeah uh Aspa draws and plays uh, a new card for us called Reflect Bounder,
0: which is a shitty name. Uh,
1: it's sort of like if Iron Man merged with Doctor Strange and then became a top.
0: <laughs> That's a very apt description of Reflect Bounder.
1: Not that kind of top. <laughs> Lauren's over here, like what that kind of. What, what do you mean by top? Uh, no, like a like a spinning top. Not you, weirdo. <laughs> No, not a, not a spinning top, like a spinning top, but like a child's play thing, like a top. Not like a child's play thing, like a top, but like a... It oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a cool design, though. I, I like Reflect Bounder. It's a very um,
0: cool, but also dorky design, and it looks extremely like it would fit in uh, in an F-Zero game.
1: Yes, definitely. This is the character in the F-Zero menu screen that's telling you where the controls are. Yeah. Uh, Jinzo attacks uh, one of the scapegoats. Reflect Bounder attacks one of the other scapegoats. <laughs> we we cut to, to Yugi watching from the nearby buildings sort of batman it still. And he says the most... <laughs> I don't know if this is a voice acting choice or what, but he says the words. <laughs> words is written. He says hang in there joey words is spoken he says hang in there joey <laughs>
0: <laughs> i had to go back i watched it three times it seems like one of those things that a voice actor sometimes have to do in shows like this where the spoken japanese is very different from like how long it would take you to say it in english so they have to like pad for time a little
1: right yeah except but you can't also really see it- his mouth no, and it's internal monologue.
0: Yeah. Hang in there, Joey.
1: <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, so so uh, Joey is, is finally starting to sort of mentally give up. He's like, you know what? All right, fine. Maybe my cards are lame. Maybe I'm lame. Maybe I should just... This guy has clearly got me cornered. I should just give up. And at that exact moment, when needed the most, Taya appears. And she lets him know that Tristan and Serenity are watching via this new invention that you may have heard of called the internet. Uh, no, not television. It's like television, but better. Uh, and uh, she tells it's him like that Serenity has like but
0: you can't actually see what's going on.
1: <laughs> I guess in this case, it's like television, but worse. Uh, and It's like
0: I- a, one of those baseball stat websites that just has a bunch of numbers that show up.
1: That's exactly what it is. No, I used to do this as a kid. I really wanted to be that kid that like listened to baseball on the radio because I read about it in a book once and I tried getting into it. I, I truly honestly did, and I just couldn't keep what? up. Tyler uh, you and dork. So I was such a nerd. Uh was. What am I saying? Um, and but I would have I would have the baseball like website, the live feed of the score up on my computer. While I have this like old school AM FM radio playing the game. Oh
0: my God. As though I couldn't
1: do just both from my computer.
0: (laughs) You are definitely a kid's book character. What's that? You'd definitely be a kid's book character.
1: Uh, Right? Exactly. I think that was from Super Weasel, if I remember correctly. For all the fans out there who remember Super Weasel. A kid's
0: book character from like the 70s or 80s. Who's a kid who's like obsessed with baseball and he's always wearing a baseball cap?
1: That was me. <laughs> that was me. Ah, oh, whatever happened to me being athletic? Uh so Florence uh, <laughs> over here just slowly roasting me. Um, so uh, she she uh, Taya flashes a peace sign right? Yeah. At Joey. And she says that Serenity had a message and that message is that you two are a team forever. And Joey has a flashback to when, uh, Taya is, is, or not Taya. When Serenity is, uh, on the the hospital bed, she's getting ready to go into the operation. She flashes a peace sign at Joey. Joey flashes a peace sign at her. Peace everywhere. Uh, and Joey regains his confidence joey gets his groove back and he's like yeah we, we're a team i gotta i gotta fight for serenity uh and uh the, the the power of their sibling bond sees him through and then he says another inexplicable thing he says i didn't
0: even this so- remember this
1: do, do you want do you want to read this one i feel like this is maybe better served coming out of your mouth
0: this so-called psychic clown is about to go down
1: <laughs> again with the rhymes Who knows where they're coming from? I don't think the person who wrote Joey's lines is the same person that wrote the rest of the episode.
0: Oh, yeah. And Grandpa is there, too. He's just following this teenage girl around.
1: (laughs) I'm picturing a scene that was, like, cut from the episode of Taya being like, go away, you fucking creepy old man. (laughs) Stop following me. Uh, But Grandpa chimes in here, too. He says, you just have to believe in yourself and the heart of the cards. Uh, to which Joey replies, yeah, just gotta have faith. And so George Michael song,
0: he does believe in himself in the heart of the cards and it works.
1: Ta-da! Go figure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He says there's, he has this long inner monologue about how there's one card in his deck that can turn this whole thing around. And sure enough, he draws it. Uh, this is a card we have not seen yet.
1: No, this is a new card called Roulette Spider. Uh and, and what it does is it's a it's a giant fucking like red and yellow and black spider. It's a
0: cartoon spider with like cartoon like glove hands like Mickey Mouse yeah. has and then like a giant arrow sticking out its butt.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it's already terrifying to look at, but then it goes one step further by launching itself at Jinzo and just clamping onto its face
0: <laughs> it's a, it, it it's a face hugger from alien it's,
1: it's literally a face hugger is what's happening
0: it's going to chest burst jinzo just when uh, we thought jinzo couldn't get any worse
1: right just when we thought the body horror on jinzo could not get grimier and this fucking spider thing attaches itself and Joey makes it even more horrifying by revealing that roulette spider, uh, he has to pay half his life points first. So he goes down to like three fifty. Uh, but then the spider takes control of the strongest monster on the field. So the spider is not only face hugging, it is tapping into the psychic energies of Jinzo and controlling him like some sort of weird parasite. It's a year. Uh,
0: <laughs> and a face hugger all the grossest uh, alien parasites in one tr- great taste
1: truly disgusting uh on this cenobite with a <laughs> fucking head clamp uh and uh so this is the, the goddamn nightmare is... episode <laughs> so the thing that happens is the roulette spider forces Jinzo to spin in circles right and and it's so
0: disturbing
1: Basically, basically, Joey gets it going, gets it spinning, but Espa has to be the one to tell it when to stop. It's like a, it's like a horrifying body horror slash fiction. Spin the bottle, uh, and uh, whoever uh, the the roulette lands on is the the monster or the person that Jinzo will attack. Yeah. So there's a chance that he could attack life points directly as well.
0: Yeah. Um, it could attack any of the monsters on the field or any target. And then Espa says, even me? And Joey's like, yeah, (laughs) even you. And so, uh, Jinzo is just spinning round and round and round. And we get this, uh, disorienting, like first person shot of what Jinzo is seeing with this, like bee stinger sort of arrow pointing at all the other monsters and Joey and Espa as he's, like, clamping onto his head and spinning around in circles.
1: It's like a horror movie spin on that trope of, like, the couple that's falling in love, so they spin around in the playground or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I truly... This this part makes me truly unsettled. <laughs> and uh, is
0: yelling, what's the point of all this? Because oh, I'm it's yelling a lot that too. <laughs> uh,
1: so... <laughs> So Jinzo gets spun right round, baby right around. <laughs> like a record player. Um, and uh Espa finally says stop and Jinzo lands on Reflect Bounder.
0: And Aspa Espa yells, No, don't reflect Uh So
1: the Oh no, go ahead.
0: Uh but Jinzo like the the, thick, the scales fall off Jinzo's eyes the, the, the spider <laughs> <of Damascus> <laughs> like friggin falls off his face and curls up and disintegrates its work is done uh jinzo is enraged and starts to attack reflect boundary he summons his black hole of energy um and is about to attack reflect boundary espa yells no don't reflect
1: uh right
0: because if it reflects it'll go back and kill both monsters yeah, overbound. so this
1: was this was not a thing that was explained when Reflect Bounder was first played, but apparently one of the effects of Reflect Bounder is that it can, like the name says, reflect attacks back at wherever they came from. I guess that doesn't preclude it from having like taken damage, it just gives that damage back as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So SPLs, so, no, don't reflect, but it reflects anyway?
1: Yeah, like I, I don't know that it's one of those effects that you can just stop, you can just opt out of. I think it just has to do it.
0: Yeah. It's just a weird moment because people in this show are always yelling at their cards to like attack now or do your super awesome attack or like, no, stop attacking that kind of thing. Right. Um, It just makes me wonder how much autonomy do these hologram monsters have.
1: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm convinced at this point that the voice activation does literally nothing. Like, there's there's no actual vo- vocal recognition in the dual discs. It's all bravado.
0: <laughs> they just like doing it.
1: Right. Which fair. Uh, so Jinzo attacks uh, Reflect Bounder. Reflect Bounder reflects uh, the the Bounder and uh, and uh both like bounder and jinzo are completely destroyed by this one attack uh, at which point uh espa is now sort of doubled over in in agony and he's he can't believe that this has happened he has no monsters left and joey reveals aha i have won and espa's like what how does how is this possible how could i possibly lose what do you mean you've won and joey sits down and does the thing that i've been waiting for somebody to do and he does the math
0: joey can do math
1: i know so uh it's like it's like kevin and pies uh so he he sits down and he goes okay jinzo had 3600 attack Reflect like bounder had however many attack the difference between those two he pulls is, up a whiteboard uh, like and 50- spins
0: it around and starts writing all this down
1: Yeah, so so essentially he boils it down to uh, Jinzo ended up dealing 50 more damage uh, than uh, 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 Espa had life points left. So Espa is out of life points and Joey wins the duel. Hooray! Uh, Joey wins, so everyone celebrates. Taya and Grandpa are there. Uh, Mokuba even does a little like, yeah! yugi does a hmm uh and uh you know Espa is is sort of uh begging and and, and pleading yeah, basically Aespa's
0: having a mental breakdown he like uh doubles over on the ground and is begging for this not to happen
1: yeah and then
0: like random he, random audience members who are like gathered around and watching this duel start making fun of Espa. Like, oh, if he was so psychic, how come he couldn't see his own demise?
1: Yeah, a lot I, I think the thing we're learning from this episode of Yu-Gi-Oh is like the mob mentality is really just gonna follow whoever they can burn this <laughs> the quickest. Like, people here are really into dragging other people. Yeah.
0: What's the the line the same crowd that attends your coronation will attend your uh beheading?
1: Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh I mean, that's basically what happens here. Uh, so Joey is asking Espa for uh, Jinzo, which is Espa's rarest card, and Espa's locator card because remember that's the whole point of this tournament is to get rare cards and locator cards. Uh, and Espa like panics and he, he starts trying to explain like, no, there are people counting on me. Uh, you know he gives him basically the same story that uh, his brothers gave Mokuba about how like he has to protect them from bullies and joey's like i mean hey it's nothing personal like we all have people that we're that we're dueling for you know it's like yeah he, he, he does Get in line for, buddy. he does what mokuba should have done right where he's like you're right we're all here for other people but also you lost <laughs> we all have people who are supporting
0: us that we're dueling for uh but i kicked your ass you little shit right <laughs>
1: uh so at at that point um joey tries to give Espa a hand up Espa like swipes it away and in the swiping motion he actually knocks out his earpiece which apparently also turns up the volume on the earpiece because now everyone can hear his brother's voices coming out of it and they're all saying like no we love you like thanks for protecting us and you you can lose this one it's fine um it makes me wonder how loud it was in his ear. I kind of worry for his hearing. <laughs> yeah, deafening him in one ear. And, like, uh, like people in the crowd are turning around and listening to it is how loud yeah, it is. Yeah, they like are in the middle of, like,
0: a public it. square and can hear – everyone can hear this tiny earpiece.
1: Right. Uh, and uh, so, <laughs> so, Espa in reply, tells the brothers to to come down and, and give him a hug, you know, some show some brotherly love. And I don't – Jimmy, I don't understand this world. I don't understand how this happens because he's looking up when he says it. And then he looks down, and they're just there. They're just there already.
0: I choose to believe that since the end of the duel, they've just been running as fast as they can down the stairs.
1: Oh, and the (laughs) the radio – the radio sound that we hear is in between the huffing and puffing of, like, brother (sighs) – it's okay. We're almost there, bro. We're coming. Okay. Well, all right. I like that. <laughs> yeah, they fucking teleport
0: down to the ground level, and they all go in for a hug, which is confusing Aww. because they all look exactly the same and are wearing the exact same clothes.
1: Yeah, it's it kind of looks like it's the setup for, like a like, a magician's sort of, like, illusionist escape act where it turns out that he is one of the brothers, and, like switches out with a twin or something. Or like they all they the hug ends and Espa disappears and he's yeah. the baby. And
0: he's like, Alright Joey, you can have my cards. If you can guess which of us has it
1: <laughs> Uh Meanwhile Yugi is still Batmanning.
0: Yeah, he's just watching this whole thing from his own rooftop and being like, Hmm, Joey, I knew you could win.
1: Hang in there, Joey. <laughs> Hang in there. Uh <laughs> So, Espa finally hands over Genzo and his locator card. He apologizes for cheating. He makes sure that, you know, if they ever duel again, it'll be completely legit, fair and square. And uh, Joey gains self-confidence.
0: Uh,
1: he, Scott he, Pilgrim gains the power of
0: self-confidence.
1: Uh, He he walks away and sort of goes off in search of the next thing, uh, along with Taya and Grandpa. Uh, we get this cool shot of, like... Uh, Yugi again on the ground, somehow uh, off the building, walking away, and then it cuts back to Joey, and he's doing the kind of the same strut. Yeah. Uh, and they cut Yugi back the was like straight
0: times. up walking straight down the middle of the street, and then it like crossfades to where Joey's face is like superimposed over his, and they're like doing the exact same mov- move. Bleh. They're walking the exact same way.
1: They're mlapm, they're uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a fun shot. They did that kind of in the last episode too, uh, just like at the start of the last episode. So it's a nice little bookend. Um, sure. Let's go with I, that. <laughs> I don't know why they would have done that for a weekly show. Cause I don't think we would remember. Uh, I barely remembered now there you go and then the episode uh fades out joey like turns
0: uh, is like starts speaking like away and then like turns dramatically to speak the rest of the sentence and he's like we all have friends who support us as long as we have that nobody loses except for Espa, who totally just lost (laughs)
1: right but then then what is it what line does it end on
0: uh smell you later
1: (laughs) actually he says this twice i knew i remembered it didn't end on the inspiring thing no, he says
0: smell you later as he's going away for the first time and then he says see you later again. So, uh eh. And that's the Bye. end of the Bye episode. Now.
1: Bye-bye. See ya. Bye now. <laughs> uh yeah, then then you're right. No, we get the fade out to uh to the end of the episode. Jimmy, what was your favorite part of this episode?
0: Um actually my I'm going to do probably the opposite of you. My favorite part was how creepy and weird Jinzo
1: is. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, you're correct.
0: Uh, most of these cards are like goofy cartoons and like that kind of thing. But Jinzo is the only card we've Okay, not the only card. But it's one of the cards we've seen so far that actually is kind of unsettling to look at. It feels mm-hmm. like Jinzo is from a completely different game as uh, the roulette spider and that kind of thing.
1: What a world. Uh, yep. Uh-huh.
0: Just the depth. Please of, continue. <laughs> the depth of like the variety of cards in this game where you can have like goofy time wizard that's just like a little top hatted clock stopwatch guy and like Jinzo, which is this like horrifying burned uh, BDSM monstrosity who's here to fuck shit up and like Cast galaxies at people or something.
1: You know that meme that's been going around where it's like the um, the oddly specific uh, T-shirt that was definitely bought from a, a gas stop. Oh yeah. That- Do you know where it's like i I'm a I'm a long haul trucker who lumberjacks in his free time and I have three daughters and if you want to take November. away my right to dance, you can step aside.
0: Yeah, all the uh, like t shirts, it was like don't mess with someone who was born in November and it was right. just like all this harvested data that they pulled from your Facebook page or whatever. I that doesn't uh, make any I, goddamn sense, but it's like I really people are so I want a t
1: shirt that is just Jinzo Like a like a like a silhouette uh, of Jinzo, right? And then it says I'm an outer space burned horror BDSM monstrosity. <laughs> That's been mind-controlled on several occasions. And if you don't like it, you can move.
0: With, <laughs> like, American flags and wolves in the background. <laughs> Tyler, I need it's to tell a- you about the best and worst shirt I've ever s- seen. I, okay. I, it was on, like, Tumblr or something. But someone put out this shirt that was like, I don't need therapy. I just need to get fucked in public by 14 werewolves. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I think you do. I think therapy is what you need. I think that's it. I think you nailed it in one. I think you should trust your first instinct on that one. Just the
0: existence of this shirt is hilarious to me. Who would wear I... such a thing in public?
1: I mean, I work from home, I might. <laughs> I uh I went uh I went and got us McDonald's for dinner today because we're fancy. Uh, and I was halfway there, and I realized that I'm wearing my my dueling team Yu-Gi-Oh! t-shirt. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, I wonder if anyone will recognize it. No one ever does.
0: I was wearing my shirt one time that is from uh, Harka Vagrant, the mm-hmm. Kate Meaton Web comic. It was just uh, a bunch of ducks saying, uh, aw, yes, and looking at these breadcrumbs falling from the sky. Because it's a reference to that comic where the ducks are like, "Ah yes, motherfucking breadcrumbs
1: fucking breadcrumbs
0: <laughs> and I was in line at like Safeway or something and the cashier was like you're sure to reference to something and, yet, and I was like yeah and I explained what's behind it and he just looked at me for a second and was like I don't think anyone's gonna get that <laughs> <laughs> well
1: I mean they're not clearly
0: <laughs> it's not for you buddy anyway what was your favorite part of this episode
1: oh golly you know, I th- okay, my favorite part uh, is going to be just Serenity's presence in this episode, just in general. Like, we've often talked about how the female characters in this show get so little, like, actual veritable screen time, so little, like, actual agency in the show. And it's so cool to see when they do because they just kick ass. And Serenity in this episode, from the very get-go, when she's like... Oh, okay. Thank you for letting me know exactly what's <laughs> going on. Like just the the sort of like slow burn of sarcasm that she lets out through this episode uh to the point where when the nurse comes in and Tristan leave she she's she all but says like yo this boy has the hots for me and is lying to me. Can you please tell me like what's what? Uh it it is just so good.
0: <laughs> it's nice to see her transition from being like a one dimensional side character to being like an actual character.
1: Right, right, exactly. And it, it, it parts of me wish that she'd gone further with it, like rubbed Tristan in it a little bit, like sort of sort of messed with him a little. Um, but she's also a very kind person, so I don't know that that would be necessarily true to her character. Uh, I just enjoyed that even whilst blind she is fairly resourceful and, and savvy uh, so yeah all of those scenes were probably my favorite bit of the episode uh, that and grandpa getting his nose broken because fuck that dude
0: yeah that was I'm gonna say that was my worst what the hell grandpa <laughs> Creep.
1: is that actually your worst is that your sure. uh, yeah
0: I didn't have a lot of thoughts on this episode so let's go with that
1: all right. It was pretty bad, right? Like, what's he think? It, what's he even doing there? Is this the first there? time he's pulled this move? Yeah. What? Like, like no, right? Is the answer to that? Like, he's definitely done this before. Yeah. Maybe that's Ataya. Also, who's grandpa? Also, who says that noggin of yours?
0: <laughs> uh, I can think of several people I know who would say noggin.
1: Well, well, okay. Who would say "noggin" and "schnoz" in the same uh, same sentence, though? My mom. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no! Okay, okay, all right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's you know, I there's so much so much thought that had to go into that move on Grandpa's part.
0: Yeah, and he is just like creeping through the streets looking for duels or something. And then he just sees Taya and is going to go sneak up on her.
1: (laughs) Looking for duels, in quotes.
0: Duels, yeah. Not teenage girls minding their own business on park benches.
1: Right. It's definitely not slang for anything.
0: Continuing on, what's your worst?
1: (laughs) Uh, My worst is Jinzo. Just the whole everything happening to Jinzo. Every time I had to see Jinzo. Every time Jinzo appeared in my eyeballs um, was the worst part of it for me. Every
0: time you had to hear Jinzo. Because he doesn't speak, but he has this like gurgly roar. That's like filtered Mm -hmm. through his mask. He's just like...
1: It's like... So in the in the episode that shall not be named uh we talked about Jinzo as being sort of like a Cenobite crossed with Darth Vader because it's got that kind of Darth Vadery mask yeah It's like if you took that mask, opened up that little vent on the front and then poured in like uh like a uh, bubble solution <laughs> right he just has like, a
0: little straw so he can drink his chocolate milk.
1: Yeah, and it's just kind of like a...
0: I'm going to terrorize you, but first I'm going to drink this Bubbles.
1: Oh, dear. It's just so incredibly upsetting to hear and look at. And then, like, it was already bad enough that I had to just see the thing, right? Like, we see it every episode in in the theme, and that's one thing. But then to watch the... uh, What is it? The accelerator? The... The multiplier, the
0: booster thingy. Yeah, the uh, you know the, the helmet thing. amplifier,
1: amplifier. Thank you. To watch the amplifier go on and then shove its fucking pistons into its brainstem, that's upsetting. And then the roulette spider doing a face hugger like neuron takeover.
0: Yeah, this there was a lot of like horror elements in this otherwise very cheery kids show.
1: It's like. I I mean it it'd be like Freddy versus Jason but they're both Freddy. It's just something that's already horrible body horror that does like that has horrible body horror enacted upon it.
0: So a cenobite.
1: Yes, <laughs> which oh, I guess we I, I guess in reality in in uh, uh in Earth 616 we have not talked about this. I have never seen Hellraiser uh because even though I've been told it's like not it. scary. Uh, you know what? I It's not a thing that I want to have to think about or have anywhere in my brain.
0: Yep. I watched it alone in the dark by myself on Halloween uh, last year. And it's not a, like it was scary. It's just trying to shock you with how bloody and gross it is. Which is like, eh.
1: Yeah, sure. But also, I will definitely have nightmares, and I am a grown man.
0: Well, bad news for you, because uh, Jinzo belongs to Joey now. It's going to be Joey's best friend. Fuck. Ash has his Pikachu, and Joey has Jinzo. (laughs) This seven-foot-tall bondage monster.
1: And he doesn't have red eyes anymore, so this really is going to be... This is
0: going to be his go-to card.
1: It's going to be Jinzo and Time Wizard from here on out.
0: (laughs) It's a buddy-cop duo, and one's like a goofy cartoon, and one is just this horrible... Like B movie villain.
1: (laughs) I I am completely devastated right now. I cannot. That's just going to be Joey's deck. How sad I am.
0: That's going to be Joey's deck. Is time wizard and baby dragon and uh, Jinzo. (laughs) Two parents and their little baby.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'd I'd watch that version of the Odd Couple. All right, you got me uh yeah that's my worst fair is there anything else you want to add about the episode no let's get this over with all right it's time for the monster bracket this week on the monster bracket jimmy as you know every week we like to take two monsters that appear in season two and pit them against each other in a duel to the finish we have two cards that uh I have not seen in the show and I truly genuinely hope that we never see in the show <laughs> because I hate looking at both of them. Uh do you want to introduce our our combatants this week?
0: I did it for the forbidden lost episode so maybe you can <gasps> do these. You did. I wrote the things but I only had like 2 minutes to, to do them so I apologize. <laughs>
1: uh no, I I appreciate them. They're good. Allow me to read them here real quick to introduce our combatants. For this week. In this corner, this creepy clown is gonna take you down. It's Legion, the fiend gesture. Woo, yay! In the other corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I said, I apologize.
1: <laughs> In the other corner, when you hear the clop, clop, you're gonna yell stop, stop. It's Mystic Horseman. <laughs> Uh, This week, we have Legion the Fiend Jester against Mystic Horseman. Uh, Legion the Fiend Jester is a uh, level 4 dark spellcaster monster. It's 1,300 attack, 1,500 defense, whereas Mystic Horseman is a uh, level 4 earth beast monster uh, that's 1,300 attack and 1,550 defense. Jimmy, can we start with Mystic Horseman? Okay. Can we just get this out of the way? Can you describe this weird thing for me? Uh yeah, imagine a centaur, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: Now don't give him food for like a month.
1: Oh okay, all right. Uh huh.
0: That's it. That's the card.
1: And then, and then give him a weapon. Oh yeah,
0: and then give him like a pike. Right. And that's the whole card. There's that's yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess what makes him mystic is well centaur. Uh, but also he's glowing. He's got this like red glow. Uh, and then it looks like. You know an amazing Spider-Man uh, uh when uh, when Harry becomes the Green Goblin. You know the, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man oh, yes. where it's uh What's that actor's name?
0: Andrew Garfield?
1: No, 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 no. Who played Harry?
0: Uh shoot, what's his name?
1: Uh you know, he's in uh, he's in uh, Valerian Amazing um, Spider-Man. Googling. You know uh, it starts with a D Dane Dehan.
0: Oh, I had no idea who that was.
1: Dane Dehan uh, looks like if you if you told Dane Dehan, hey, hey bud, uh, don't eat for a month uh, <laughs> and then uh, sew yourself to a horse uh, and then it's sort of covered in this weird sort of blood red glow and they're carrying a
0: is that a, is that
1: a pike? what is that?
0: Some kind of, it's a long staff with an axe head on the end.
1: And that's that's about it as far as the visual goes. I I think
0: whatever you're picturing right now. There's not a whole lot more you can say. He's blonde, except for the horse part. Oddly, Uh, he's got like a little blonde tail. Yeah, he's got a little goatee. Uh, He's kind of glaring at you and like rearing back on his back hooves. Um, But there's only so many ways you can describe a centaur. He's a he's a centaur. That's it.
1: Can I can I give you another way to describe a centaur? Because it's on the card text. Is it
0: horse man?
1: <laughs> the card text says, half man and half horse. This monster is known for its extreme speed.
0: Because he's a horse.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, like most horses are known for, uh, for being fairly speedy. Uh, all right. So let's talk about Legion the Fiend Jester. Who I would argue is equally upsetting, but maybe for a different reason.
0: His name is horrifying. Uh-huh. Like, does this does this clown doll have a thousand demons inside him? Is that where we're going with this?
1: That's kind of my read on it, because, well, let's start with the background first. Uh, Jimmy, are you familiar with the, the phenomenon of orbs? If I were, to say, if I were yes. to say the word orbs to you?
0: In a spooky context text yes i am familiar with the like concept so, of orbs
1: like soul orbs or, or whatever where it's it's believed that in certain photographs you can you can take a picture and see uh orbs floating in the background and those are the spirits of the deceased or
0: as i a video professional might call them bits of dust that are being picked up by the camera because you're shining a bright light mm-hmm. in a dark
1: room the, 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 no, they're souls they're souls uh that's what's in the background here in the background are sort of Purple ghostly apparitions that are vaguely person shaped, uh, especially towards the right there. I I notice you kind of see like a head and, and an arm. I guess, uh, that's my read on it anyway. So, I choose to believe that there are a thousand demons inside this haunted doll. Uh, and boy, what a haunted doll it is! Uh, it's it looks like basically those, um, those little maquettes you get for like reference uh drawing you know where you compose oh, yeah. them uh and and you, and you draw it's it, kind of gangly uh, it's essentially and it has the what? It's
0: kind of gangly and has a bunch of ball joints.
1: Yeah, it's like if Gumby was one of those, right? Uh it's sort of curvy in a way and it's got I mean, I guess a gesture outfit would be the way to start describing it, but it's a big red hat with a big blue ball at the point of the hat. And then these like green shoulder pads that have kind of the same thing happening where it's a long point coming off and then a big blue ball on the end. He
0: probably jingles when he walks.
1: Right. And then uh red knee pads, red bracelets, or pardon me, uh green knee pads, green bracelets, red like I guess it would be underwear. It's shorts. It's I guess it's the it's the ball that forms the pelvis is what I'm talking about here uh it's not a a one-to-one uh for for human uh and it has this like almost tribal sort of red painting motif going around where it's like it has like curves yeah it's like runic almost um and then it just has the creepiest fucking stare
0: and a big pointy like pinocchio nose
1: yeah and the stare, it's, it's its like an evil stare. It's like a mean stare with a little smirk, which I don't like.
0: He's a creepy little doll who has some dark plans.
1: Yeah. Legion, and there the, we go. Legion
0: uh, the Fiend Jester.
1: There's no uh, text on this card because this card only appears in the animated series.
0: This card does not exist.
1: Right. Right. Well, it, do, it, it kind of, I mean, it did, it does, just, you know, in the fiction.
0: Only within the theater of the mind. Right. And in an actual uh, theater.
1: R- <laughs>
0: if right. you're watching this in the theater for some reason.
1: Uh Yeah, you know. uh Okay, so, uh, I'm trying to figure out what episodes these cards appear in, but it's not giving me that information. Are you seeing that on the, I'm on the website? I'm not getting it either.
0: Their own website is borked
1: strange okay well uh all right well we know they're in there somewhere it's the orbs it's the orbs uh how are we feeling just art wise about the lineup between these two cards
0: kind of hard to say but just in concept i think legion is a clear winner over mystic horseman just because it's it's just a horseman it's just See, a centaur.
1: I, I was originally inclined to disagree with you. I, I think I'll give you that just because it is more interesting. But I was going to go Mystic Horseman because I can stand to look at Mystic Horseman <laughs> for more than a few seconds. I mean, there fair. is something truly upsetting about Legion.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's a little creepy.
1: I can't... like, Especially it's when... Like, if I look at a distinct part of Legion, it's fine. It's when I accidentally make eye contact with it that I am
0: oh, God, I looked at filled
1: him. with dread. Oh,
0: I looked at him again. <laughs> oh, dang it. I looked uh, at him a third
1: time. <laughs> uh, Stats-wise, it's a pretty even lineup here. The only real advantage is uh, the 1550 defense the Mystic, Mystic Horseman has over Legion. Yeah,
0: interesting matchup. They're almost exactly the same.
1: Uh, And then the only other thing is that Mystic Horseman is a real card
0: Yeah Uh, Owned by Seto I guess
1: Yep, and then uh, Legion the Fiend Jester Is uh, owned by Arcana Who's a character we've not met yet Uh, But you will like a lot when we get there Arcana,
0: just from the art that comes up Looking at his face here Looks like he was drawn in MS Paint Uh Uh-huh,
1: yeah, a lot of straight lines Yeah
0: I don't know. I don't find either of these guys terribly compelling.
1: No, they're not. They're they're equally revolting, I think. <laughs> uh do, do we want to bring in a ringer here? Do we want to bring in a, a third party? Sure. Lauren, do you want to help us with something real quick? I know you're working away, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh so this is the monster bracket, you know, where every every week we talk about two monsters in a in the, the card game known as Yu Gi Oh! We make them fight each other, uh, in the theater of the mind. Am I gonna have to fight one instead? So? Uh, no. We actually need you to pick because <laughs> we can't decide. Uh, because we hate them both. Which of these characters uh,
0: are you least revolted by when you gaze upon them?
1: When you when you look at when you look at these uh mm-hmm. th- th- things, <laughs> what can only be described as things?
2: Uh, I only see one of them.
1: Okay. Uh, let me let me just, Jimmy. I'm gonna block you. I'm sorry.
2: What are your, um, categories?
1: <laughs> uh, art, and, uh... Just how good they just are. How, how good they are as cards, and how, just how much we like them. So we have Legion uh, of the Mr. Horseman, Mis- hands down. Yeah, You think why? so?
2: I don't know, he looks like... it <laughs> looks like a stretched water balloon. <laughs>
0: Mystic horseman does,
2: yeah, it looks like a plastic bag filled with water and rubber bands around it, I mean,
0: just in like his weirdly defined I mean, abs,
2: yeah, well, no, in his horse area <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: he is kind of pinched there, huh, what's going on, yeah, he looks like if
0: you took a regular centaur and then drowned it and then left it on the bank yeah. of a river for like two days. <laughs>
2: It's an inferior centaur. (laughs) We are being so mean to this horseman,
0: (laughs) raking this goddamn horseman over the coals. Also, I hate that he's called a horseman. (laughs) Horsemen (laughs) are
2: already a
1: thing, Bojack. Yeah.
2: Um, Can I tell you a story? Please. So one of my cohort, hey Shannon, Um, she tells the story about how she used to drown horses, believe everything her mom said as a kid because it's like your parent and you you believe them yeah Um, like a chump yeah and she said that one of her strongest memories is her mom telling her that horses are the hardest animal to draw and she believed this like completely like and so she said that she grew up telling other people that every time they would like see a photo of a horse or have a drawing of a horse or something like that. She would say it as though it were, you know, well known. A monumental fact. effort. Oh, yeah, horses are the hardest animal to draw. Everybody knows that. So I'm giving it to Mystic Horseman on.
0: Just on general principle. You know,
2: artistic yeah, on, the, on merit. that merit. Yeah.
1: All right. There we have it. Mystic Horseman wins. Okay. Uh, for For being apparently the hardest dual monster to draw. <laughs>
0: I was in Legion the Fiend Jester's camp, but I literally do not care about either of these cards enough to like, <laughs> have an opinion.
1: So Legion wins, or uh, Legion loses, rather, just by sheer apathy on your part. <laughs> All right, okay. Congratulations to uh, to Mystic Horseman. Thank you, Lauren, for for participating in the the monster bracket. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Yampod. uh, That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. You can go to our website. That's heartofthe.cards. Jimmy, your other podcast, Dungeons Against Humanity, still at hiatus. It's a perfect time to catch up. Uh, D-A-H podcast on Twitter there. The podcast. Uh, If you're looking for something to do, if you're looking for a reason to reach us, uh, send us an email, podcast at gmail.com, specifically with something that sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card, but is not a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Oh, yeah. Uh, over the last few weeks, I've been playing a lot of dual links and, you know, getting cards because you get the gems and you, and you get the decks of cards and boy, howdy, let me tell you, there are some <laughs> weird card names here. Uh, let me see if I can just pull up some. I've been, I've been screenshotting the ones that I, I really like. Uh, Jimmy, this is one that I have not even sent to you. This is Wicked Dragon with the Ursot's Head. Sorry, what? Wicked Dragon with the Ursot's Head. A two-headed dragon with a pair of jaws that can tear an enemy to shreds. Uh, another one is Obese Marmot of Nefariousness.
0: Marmot of Nefariousness?
1: Yeah, you've been sending me some amazing cards. That will sink its teeth into anything. Uh, and then uh, science soldier, you know, a soldier of science. Uh, So a a thing that we've kind of realized, because I've been sending this to Jimmy and I've been showing them to Lauren, um, it is almost impossible to tell sometimes if something is or is not a Yu-Gi-Oh card. And so a a new segment I'd like to introduce to the show is uh, I I want to uh, present Lauren uh, with three names and they can be either a <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh card, a—I'm uh, trying to decide the second genre here, but I, I think bullshit a heavy metal up. song. What's that? Just
0: bullshit you make up.
1: Well, that'd be the third category, right? Is bullshit that we made up. And that would be where you, the listener, comes in. Send us bullshit that you've made up that sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card, but—and this is very important and difficult to to figure out, I know— specifically is not a Yu-Gi-Oh card already uh and uh, and send it our way because this will be a, a game that we we play from time to time uh, as as lauren is available
0: i'm very excited for this segment tyler because i love all these cards you've sent me because they're just so dumb bullshit
1: do you have a do you have a favorite so far because i was trying to figure out what my favorite one is uh
0: i think my favorite so far is bakoichi the frightening car you know troublesome trucks from thomas tank engine what if that was Uh a Yu-Gi-Oh card
1: (laughs) the text on bakoichi because i i have a deck with bakoichi actually it's so strange it's essentially like you want to play a bunch of bakoichi face down and then you want to play dekoichi uh the frightening train car uh and that causes the bakoichi to flip face up and then i think they get discarded i forget exactly what happens um but essentially, yeah, essentially you're you're playing sort of an evil version of Thomas the Tank Engine.
0: Well, Bakoichi is just, like, just a train car with an angry face on it. Not like a train engine, just like a boxcar. And it has some, like, orc tusks or something. And yep. it's described as a freight car that is exclusively for Dekoichi. It can transport anything, but most cargo arrives broken. Because, you know, he's so Whoops. frightening. He's a bad train right. engine. Car.
1: right he's cursed
0: <laughs> what the fuck and that's a card in Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: yep uh another one that i just pulled up here is called malevolent nuzzler oh, i was just
0: about to mention malevolent nuzzler that's another uh good one
1: uh, another crowd favorite is jerry beans man jerry Beansman. um yeah so anyways there's just a there's a whole treasure trove here that i really just want to explore so uh yeah email us uh kind of the best way to get stuff directly to us uh send us something that sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card, is not a Yu-Gi-Oh card, uh, and then maybe your favorite ridiculous sounding Yu-Gi-Oh card, just in case I've missed something. Jimmy, is there anything else you wanna you wanna plug this week?
0: Uh sure. Um if you like our podcast where uh someone is watching something for the first time, you might might like friend of the show Vicky's podcast called The Discomfort Zone. Uh who, my friend Vicky has not ever seen horror movies and so she's doing a podcast where some more of her friends are making her watch horror movies and hell
1: yeah reacting
0: to them uh better
1: friendship through torture it's like i always say
0: (laughs) i mean that's why we're here um (laughs) also if you're going to penny arcade expo check out plunge because it's in the
1: pax 10 oh hell yeah that's awesome
0: uh and it's available Uh, You can go look up trailers for it. It's out for PC and Mac and Switch.
1: Nice. All right. That's all I got. Sweet. Uh, Lorne and I are working on a podcast project together. That is going to happen at some point. I I don't want to announce it yet. I just want to say that we're working on it. So to keep your eyes peeled on uh, my various social media presences. Keep your
0: ears peeled. Um,
2: If somehow you into you enjoy my interruptions on this podcast, by for some reason.
1: You know I'm sure that there are listeners out there who like their favorite character of this podcast is you. Like these are the people who who root for uh, you know like like uh, uh, what are their names Dastardly and Muttley. You know, like the these these are the people who who want the uh, who 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 want uh, Khan to win.
0: My favorite character on our own podcast is Pepper, and he is not even a person.
1: <laughs> that's true. Well, okay, that's everyone's de facto favorite character is Pepper. I think that's fair. All right, let's end this. That is enough for us. Let's end this show. Let's get out of here. A real show for you folks. Next week, we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 11. And until next time...
0: Smell you later.